I got a very touching email a couple of days ago from a secondary school teacher. Uh, and I'm going to read it out to you, and then I'm going to give you some uh, pieces of, well, experience and advice based upon it. Dear Arpish Patel, I'm writing to you as a secondary school teacher of economics and mathematics who formerly worked in finance. The older pupils are running investment lessons for the younger pupils to help them understand about financial literacy. One problem which we face is helping all young people engage in financial planning and speculation responsibly so that their purchasing of financial assets does not lead to a deterioration of their mental health, gambling, and addiction. We were wondering if you would be willing to speak for one or two minutes on the dangers of speculating and red flags to watch out for and how to do it safely. It would be very helpful if this was targeted at younger participants, if you might be willing to post a short video on your YouTube channel. I hope this request aligns with your vision and values. One of my very close friends has experienced a meaningful improvement in his mental health from adopting your framework. My own experience was, most recently, as the EMEA head of in-business risk at, and I'm not going to mention where, otherwise people would know who the individual is. I don't think that's fair. We would really appreciate your help and uh, currently arrange virtual talks with a number of local schools with speakers across from many disciplines. Any help you could offer uh, would also align with the government requirement to teach personal, social and health education to all pupils in the UK. Absolutely more than happy to do this. And I hope this will be shared widely amongst other schools uh, as well. Because I started investing when I was 12 years old. So I was very much at school. And the reason I did it is because I wanted to try and improve, uh, well, my family's financial situation. You might argue you're somewhat naive at 12 and overambitious. So be it. Um, let's talk about those issues of responsibility, addiction, uh, and gambling. At the moment, if you look on TikTok or the internet, you see stories of people, thanks to crypto, to bragging about how much they've made. Okay, So it makes young people think, well, listen, mate, I'm not going to take your boring advice about pensions and saving for the future and, and, uh, 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 and how much I could have when I retire in 50 years' time. My generation wants our money now and we can get it. And old people like you, Mr. Patel, are stopping us from getting it. Well, not so. Okay. And then you've got a whole bunch of people. And by the way, it's always a different thing at different times. Today, it's crypto. 10 years ago, it was spread betting and CFDs. Same story. Look how I made millions. And 10 years before that, it was penny shares and so on. So trust me, every generation has its sort of magic wand. And of course, every Saturday on TV, you see the lottery and you see somebody say, oh, look, I won 14 million. Does that make you all want to do it? Well, that's quick money. Go away and go do the lottery. Uh, same thing, you know, big gains, minuscule probability. So the first thing I want to say about this whole gambling issue that, that happens and, and differentiate it from investing is this. If you've got risk capital, you've got casino money, you've got throwaway money that you might use when you go to Vegas, feel free. But at least know that that's what you're doing, that you are getting ready to throw it away. And let me give you the other extreme of what happens when somebody does that. I was asked several years ago to be an expert witness in a court case where a man was being prosecuted, prosecuted, 
because through trading, he had made himself bankrupt. And you might not know this, but it's a criminal offense to become bankrupt recklessly. So the court had asked me as an expert witness, did this man actually have a strategy which just happened to go wrong or was he being reckless? If he was being reckless and went bankrupt, then that's a criminal offense and he could well have gone to prison. Got it? And you might say, oh, but stop trying to, you're boring. Stop trying to scare us with that extreme. Mental health, addiction, gambling. Okay, I've lost a little bit. I'm going to try and make it back from that. Those books you see over my shoulder, the very first one was called Mind of a Trader. My very first book published by the Financial Times. It wasn't called How to Make Lots of Money Trading. It wasn't called Get Rich Quick Trading. It was about mind, the psychology. So I'm afraid it is linked. And we're realizing more and more our financial well-being is linked to our mental health. There are statistics out there, thanks to a book called Bruin Dolphin. I'm not affiliated to them who said the number of people who now have sleepless nights because of financial concerns. And you might say, well, Arthur, surely then the answer is to gamble and speculate. No, if you want to gamble and speculate, go to Ladbrokes, at least you'll know I'm gambling and speculating. The stock market is not the place to do it. Crypto is not the place to do it. Now, I've done experiments where I randomly picked some crypto coins. And lo and behold, some of them went up, some of them went down. But it was with risk capital I could throw away. If you've got my kind of money to throw away, good luck to you. I suspect if you're at school, you don't. What will hold you in far, far, far better stead, as it did me, and I'm a hedge fund manager now, is learning, well, actually, let's get rid of the trading and the gambling part. Let's look at what actually is investing. What makes a good company and a good business? And the great thing about that education is as Bill Ackman, the multi-billion dollar hedge fund manager said, is you'll learn business. So whether you're going to business yourself or you're working for an employer, you'll be more valuable because you'll understand business and you're going to do one or two things. You're going to work for an employer or you're going to be in business yourself. And more importantly, it'll teach you how to be a better investor, make more of your pensions. So you'll learn about valuation, cash flow, profitability, sales growth, Okay, those kind of things you hear about occasionally on Dragon's Den and laugh at the people because they haven't even worked it out how to do it properly, right? Those things will be invaluable. And then you might say, well, okay, Alpesh, fine. Isn't all investing speculative and gambling? Well, yeah, compared to a bank account, all investing is risky. All investing is risky, full stop. A bank account is safe. So what's the safest stock that I can think of? Well, you might argue the toss on this, but let's say Microsoft is the safest company I can think of in the world in the sense that I'm going to go bankrupt and it's fairly growing at the moment and so on. And you might argue, no, 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 it's, something else is safer. I'm talking about volatility and I'm talking about, you know, just what they do and all the rest of it. And so assume for a moment it's the safest. I want you to go look on the internet, their share price. Okay. Yes, you'll all focus on how it's doubled and tripled over a number of years. I don't want you to look at that. I want you to look at how it's fallen and when it fell. So during COVID, within a month, it fell about 20%. Now, if that's going to cause you panic, it teaches you something about yourself, which is what investing is about. Teach you about yourself, how much risk you're willing to take, whether that's right for you. Okay, so that's an important lesson. Look at that and see, oh, okay, that's what we say. So all these terms people talk about, about risk, volatility, investing, learn what they actually mean by looking at things and saying, well, actually, that means if it drops, 
I'm going to be potentially in trouble. But then again, if I hold on to it because it was a good quality company, I see how I get out of that. And that's not too bad. But am I willing to hold over that period? Could I take that roller coaster ride? Don't just look at the upside. Look at the downside. Look at whether or not it's suitable to your circumstances to take that risk. Like I said, if your mom and dad are billionaires and they say to you, little Johnny, little Jane, here's a load of money. Just throw it away. Go burn it. I suggest you might want to do some social impact. Give it to homeless people rather than try and give it to rich fund managers and stockbrokers on the internet in any event. Because if you've got that kind of throwaway money, you're set for life anyway. So don't don't gamble, right? It's just rude, basically. It's immoral when you've got that kind of money just to gamble. But if you haven't got that kind of crazy throwaway money, then you don't want to gamble either because you haven't got throwaway money. And you'd want to look at, well, what does investing mean? What does it mean to buy? What is a quality company? What does valuation, growth, cash flow mean? What is the holding period? Why might I not want to give it to a fund manager? Why might I want to give it to a fund manager? What are the pros and cons? All of these life skills will hold you for the rest of your life. If in the first blushes of youth, you're, you've got the arrogance and confidence to say, nah, it's just an old bloke trying to make me not get rich. I can go into any crypto. Let's work out how that story ends then. Let's say you throw some money at a crypto or a penny stock or a, I don't know, Swedish kroner against the Australian dollar. There's lots of things uh, out there. Let's say one of two things happens. You make some money because you can only either make or lose. So you make some money. Then what do you do? Do you stop? No, of course you don't. Then you think to yourself, oh, I might be good at this. So you do it again. You've got to keep getting that right. You know when that game stops? When you don't get it right. So you had a bit of beginner's luck. It's like tossing a coin, okay? can go up heads or tails 50-50. You get a string of heads. So you start thinking you're the world's greatest coin tosser. So learn about that. Learn about the fact that there's a difference between consistency and quality and skill and randomness. And the ability to be fooled by randomness is quite a common problem. So there's a lot of things to learn about. Here, you're going to be learning about statistics, business, entrepreneurship, when you're investing. Great life skills. You're going to be learning about logic, about rationality, about how people are so easily fooled by chance. So you're going to have to learn critical thinking skills. All amazing, all from looking at what it is to invest. So I'm all for financial literacy because people so often get it wrong and it costs them money. Okay, either they get it wrong, they invest and it costs them money or they don't invest where they should have done and they think they're going to be the hare that's going to win the race. I tell you, in my life of experience in this industry, and I've got 18 books to prove it, and I've got an asset management company to prove it, and I've got some letters after my name to prove it as well, it's always the tortoise that wins. The hare looks like they're getting ahead, the sexy you know, thing moving ahead, giving those great returns, and they love bragging about it. So don't forget, hares are loud, right? It's the quiet tortoise that ends up winning over the long term. That just put a little bit away, a little bit away, went into what people thought were boring companies. They just made it. Yeah, you'll hear about the lottery winner on a, on a Saturday night on BBC TV as they talk about the next person who's won 14 million to try and get you to play the lottery. Of course you will. Of course you'll keep hearing about that. Don't be fooled. If everybody could make money playing the lottery, everybody would be playing the lottery and got, have got rich by now. 
doesn't happen, does it? Do you know any lottery winners? I don't. They've been doing it for about 25 years. You would have thought. Same with crypto. Okay, there's a lot of people talking and bragging about a lot of stuff that aren't actually making it. Anyway, hopefully some of that was very, very useful. Uh, and to all of you, bottom line, listen, play the sensible long game. The world needs more people who can add value rather than ones who just want to speculate and be risky gamblers and are dangerous to themselves and eventually to society. Okay, thank you very much.